Janelle Journals, a podcast for everyone interested in traveling to the greatest places around the world, and if not actually going to them, at least hearing about them. Join this modern day gypsy as she gives her best tips and tricks regarding all kinds of travel. You may not be able to sneak away during these crazy COVID times, but taking a trip down memory lane will have to do for now. Now, please welcome your host, Janelle. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the podcast. Again, I took a couple weeks off just because my life has been very chaotic lately. Things have been extra crazy on top of the usual craziness. It was very important to me that I didn't rush through putting this episode together because it genuinely is one of my all-time favorite trips. If you haven't figured it out by the title of this podcast yet, we are going to be sharing all of our stories from Africa. This magical place remains on my top five list for best trips ever. Honestly, it was just such an incredible experience, and I'm not even sure that I'll be able to find the words as to why, but luckily, I have a couple friends who are going to try to help me do so. The crazy thing is my shortest conversation was two hours, so there was a lot of stuff to edit through, which is also why I fell behind on posting, but I promise you it is absolutely worth the wait. Africa truly holds a special place in my heart. Of course, I have a lot of favorite countries from all over the world, but trip-wise, this one has been tough to beat. I feel very blessed to have gotten the chance to explore it, so I'm really hoping we will do it justice when breaking it down and potentially inspire some of you to add it to the top of your travel lists. Anyway, I won't take up too much of your time before diving into it because I was able to chat with a couple different people from this trip, and I'm very excited to share our conversations. So welcoming back to the podcast to talk all about it is my wonderful partner, the greatest human ever that I am just so lucky to love, Jordan Laramie. Hello again. (laughs) Um, We just finished a shotgun and I'm not going to do any little fake intros because we don't want to make Joe mad or too sassy before we even start this podcast. Fair. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're technically my first returning guest. How fun is that? Whoa, <laughs> super fun. Um, Do you remember that I went to Florida Georgia Line with your friends and their girlfriends the night before we left? I do remember. Yeah. You didn't want to go because our flight was super early in the morning. And fair enough, because I don't think I even slept a second before I ended up finishing packing because I think we left at 7 a.m. that day. <laughs> But was it worth it? Absolutely. It was so, so, so fun. I'm glad you had fun, babe. But let's talk about Africa. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. We were lucky enough to visit five incredible countries when we traveled to Africa, spending one month there, camping in two-man tents for 20 of those days. Two-people tents. Oh, thank you, honey. You're right, two people tents, and being surrounded by the most incredible wildlife. I figured we'd start with how we ended up choosing Africa. You want to go somewhere we've never been. That's not usually a place that people would choose when trying to decide a travel destination, so I remember kind of being thrown off when you suggested it. It was great. Yeah. I just would have assumed that you would have chosen, yeah, either... You'd been to Europe, I'd been to Southeast Asia... I'm not going on vacation to the Arctic. I guess so. Um, Well, it ended up being a great choice because it is forever going to be one of my top favorite trips. Top favorite. Top two. Yeah. Yep. Top one adventure trip. Yeah. Top two trip trips. For sure. Yeah, I just feel like that was super spontaneous of us. And you were working so hard. You were banking so many hours so that we could go away for a longer period of time. Because at that point, I think you only had two weeks of holidays. And again, you were putting in all that overtime so that we could sneak away for longer. Yeah, Casey and Sebastian, my bosses at the time, were very nice to let me bank unsafe amounts of time. Yeah, you were working like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was worth it. So worth it. So worth it. (laughs) It honestly, though, does feel like a dream that we were able to go and do that because one, COVID, we can't do that right now. And two, I don't know when we'll ever have the opportunity to just take a month off and go again. Probably never. We have a cat. 
Uh, I know, but maybe like one more time. Can we bring the cat? <laughs> no, we'll find her a babysitter. Sure. <laughs> oh, also, I feel like we can't skip over the conversation that we had in the Edmonton airport. We hadn't even made it to our gate yet, and you pulled me over to the side, you grabbed both of my shoulders, and you said something like, you know I love you, right? And I was like, yeah. And then you were like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know that I am not going to propose to you this trip. And I just remember being like, okay. <laughs> and then you said something along the lines of, I just wanted to tell you so that you didn't get your hopes up or something because you didn't want me to have the expectation that you were going to and then be disappointed. Do you remember that at all? No, but how incredibly thoughtful of me. <laughs> it kind of was thoughtful of you because we had been dating for like two years so that would be a normal amount of time before someone gets engaged. That seems pretty rushed. It's not rushed. Uh, it seems pretty rushed. That's how long a lot of people would take before proposing to their significant other. So it definitely was a possibility. It wasn't really in my brain. That was more of like a test trip, which I know you don't like me calling it that, but Truthfully, I figured if we can make it through a whole month of traveling together, especially staying in a tiny little tent without wanting to feed each other to the lions. Wow. <laughs> Good sound effect. That's how I knew it was going to work out. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it, but there was a sign that said, don't feed the animals. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the two-person tents for a second. So for some people, I'm sure that sounds awful, but I actually really enjoyed doing Africa this way. Uh, the tents were not too, too small, and they were not overly complicated to set up. Not that I helped you a ton. You definitely did most of the work when it came to setting up the tent, but we really didn't spend much time in them other than to sleep. No, our tents were super easy to set up, which was nice. Yeah, it had like two poles. Yeah, it was good. It was definitely very manageable for one person to set up, but you helped a lot. I tried, but a lot of times I was distracted by the new place that we were in. Yeah, but you still helped enough. We always got the tent built. Yeah. What did you think of the camping aspect? I uh, didn't expect it going in, but once you're there, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And such a different way to see these countries because both of the tours that we had been on before yeah, you would not have seen us camping or making our own food or doing our own dishes. That part was more fun. Like the all our daily chores on the bus. <laughs> our daily chores. So cute. It was fun. And there was like a lot of downtime. And I don't think anybody did only their one chore that day. Yeah, we all like everybody helped each would other help out. with dishes a little bit. Everybody would ex unless you were sweeping the bus. Nobody helped you sweep the bus. <laughs> Yeah. And I really just think that adds to the experience like that is camping. Anywhere else you'd go camping, you'd be cooking food and doing your own dishes and setting up a tent. And I don't know, I just thought that was a fun way to do it. Yeah, no, it was. It was great. And for anyone who's already turned off by camping in a tiny little tent, there was always an option to upgrade to a fancier tent or a room for anywhere in between five and 30 USD. If you're certain and knowing that you don't want to be camping the entire time, but you're still looking for the same level of excitement and adventure, you can actually still check out Acacia Africa as they offer similar trips, but spending your night in a lodge rather than a two-person tent. They had great local leaders who took such great care of us, who kept us safe, showed us everything that was a must-see, and we had a blast the entire time. I can promise you if you sign up for this trip... It will be unlike anything you have ever done before. I actually remember you not thinking that we would survive in the tent the entire time. So we made a deal that every time I upgraded to a room, instead of choosing to stay in our tent, you would get the same amount for extra beer money. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that deal. And did we upgrade at any point in time? No. Didn't no. we? No, we didn't. Not even one time? Not even one time. Mainly because you made it a competition and I rock at competitions. That was, in hindsight, a bad call. It was because you could have had so much extra money for beer if I would have upgraded, which I maybe would have done a couple of the times that it was kind of like wet and rainy at night. That one night that it rained the whole night. Yeah. 
This trip will forever remain one of my favorites. It's definitely at the top of the list because one, we got to experience it together. And two, it's so different than anything else I've ever experienced. And three, I left there feeling like we were just going to be together forever. Aww. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That is cute. Um, yeah, no, after that trip, I um it was confirmed. I like already knew before you and I started dating that I wanted to marry you and be with you forever. But after this trip, I was like, oh, done deal. This is my guy. Wow. <laughs> I must be really good at camping. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, I thought we could go through a couple of our favorite moments and some of the highlights together before doing a big breakdown. Does that sound good? It does. Let's start with Tanzania because that's where it all began. It took us two days, but we finally flew into Dar es Salaam. I think it's pronounced Tanzania. No, it's Tanzania. I think it's pronounced Tanzania. Okay, we'll just quickly solve this right now. Tanzania. Tanzania. No. Tanzania. Tanzania. No. Tanzania. She doesn't sound like a local. Oh my god, babe. It's Tanzania. Not Tanzania. Okay. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. Are you kidding me? I'm showing you proof on the internet. She could be mistaken. Oh my god. I know you're arguing just to argue with me. So we'll, we, we'll be moving on now. We arrived when it was pitch black and we were absolutely exhausted from traveling. Our accommodation was super cute, though, and we were right on the beach, and it had a great pool, too. We were just super excited to be on vacation. We were very excited. After meeting our tour group, we headed to catch the ferry to Zanzibar Island the next day. Even more gorgeous of a beach than I could have ever imagined, but you got super sick here. You claim it was not even alcohol-related, but yeah, freaking right. It may have been alcohol-exasperated. <laughs> it wasn't alcohol-driven. When you were in bed and I was talking to you, you were like, no, it, it wasn't the alcohol. It wasn't the alcohol. I have heat stroke. I could have had heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, um, it was alcohol-related. I remember this a little differently. First off, we had dinner, and I had some very sus fish. <laughs> oh, my God. Very. Did you? Yeah. So okay. I, it was alcohol exasperated. What's the difference? One makes it worse. One is the actual cause. Mm. Okay, fair enough, because you were actually very sick for... You'll take my word on that, but not Tanzania? No, because I know it's Tanzania. Okay. Okay, but you're very lucky that we actually had a bed and a bathroom because you did not leave that bed. And if you left the bed, it was to go to the bathroom. Oh, if we would have been on the road, you would have had to strap me to the top of the bus. Oh, yeah. No, I'm very thankful that we stayed put for, I think it was four or five days. So that was very lucky. And yeah, you did not leave the resort. No. Well, I did. The first night I <laughs> went to the party on the beach. I remember you guys were all sitting there and I heard some sweet beats playing over the bar. So I went over to the bar. Right. I was feeling pretty good at this point, mm -hmm. really ready to make some new friends. And there were two guys sitting at the bar with their phone plugged into the sound system. They were ordering tonic water. And then on the ground between them, they had a bottle of Grey Goose that they would pour into their drinks very casually. Very casually. The bartender was just sitting there and didn't have a care in the world. I was like, I've found some cool cats. Then we talked about music for a little while, for a long while. But then the bar was closing down. So we went to, they knew another resort that was having a beach party. Do you remember the beach party? No, because I didn't go. Wow. You had completely vanished. This was like night number two, and I already lose you in Africa. And then I came back. Yeah, you did come back after a while. I don't think I ate any more fish that entire trip because I learned my lesson. Uh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I probably ate more fish, but no super sketchy fish. Okay, I don't know about that. I really do think it was alcohol-induced, but you know what else is something that stands out to me? And it could just be because I actually wrote it in my journal, but the one day that you did feel okay uh, was the day that we were exploring Stonetown and trying to find our way back to the hotel. I remember that. 
before we had dinner that night. I already <laughs> wasn't feeling good. No. Because I was so hot. I hadn't acclimatized yet. And then I had sketchy fish. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not, I don't remember 100%. It's all adding up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I remember it being very alcohol related. Anyways, <laughs> Sam, our tour guide, said it is a must to get lost in Stonetown. Uh, Louise wasn't feeling super well either, so the three of us roamed around the town. We set an alarm for an hour or so before we had to find our way back to the hotel. All was good, but then do you remember that insane rain? I do. It was crazy. Um, I actually have a quote from my journal that day because I only journaled for the first eight days that we were there. So all of Zanzibar is in my journal. <laughs> Want to hear it? Yes. The Stonetown streets are super cool. They all kind of look the same. The buildings are super high and everyone has their own little shop set up trying to sell different things. Um, anything from handmade items to fake name brand stuff to little convenience stores. Out of nowhere, it starts to rain. It was just a light rain at first, so we hung out under a little roof hoping that it would pass, but it was not stopping. It actually got worse and it started to pour. The streets were flooding, the cars weren't moving, and everyone was trying to get under their roofs. So we started to panic a little bit knowing that we had wasted so much time under that roof and that we had to be back at our hotel in 15 minutes and we had absolutely no idea where we were. George braved the rain and he tried to get us some directions back to the hotel. Stressed that we were going to be late, we took off our shoes and started to run down the streets soaking wet, but we made it just in time. I remember my eyelash extensions burning my eyes. My eyelash tech changed the glue before we went. So every time my eyes would be immersed in water, they would burn. So you basically had to lead me through the streets to get back to where we needed to. And I don't even think we made it back in time, but we ended up beating the group who went on the excursion. And yeah, Sammy basically was just like, hmm, well, Welcome to Africa. Yeah, basically. Another memorable moment would have to be when we were on our first safari and we saw our very first lion. A lion? It was by the watering hole. Yes, where he walked like right up beside our Jeep. So here we are a week into our trip and I was like, okay, fulfilled. We just saw a freaking lion who was like maybe two arms lengths away. In the wild. In the wild. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Did not care we were there. Like no. three trucks ripped up and he just strolls over, grabs some water, rolls back to the grass. And I'm pretty sure he laid down and took a nap. Yes, he did. It was right when the sun was setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was super, super cool. It was a smaller truck. And we were sitting in like a, a bench seat in the back. And I remember he got the radio call for that lion. He's like, okay, guys, hang on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is obviously a huge highlight from Tanzania. One of my favorite memories and one of the craziest things that we've ever done together was... Go to Africa. Oh my gosh. No, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. What is it? The gorge swing. The gorge swing. The gorge swing was super scary because we had to go off it backwards. And I remember um, the guy who was up there basically told us to just be toes on the platform and then he'd count to three and we would just like fall and float back. And I remember him counting down like three, two. And then I was like, no. And then he was like annoyed. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm freaking out. And then he was like trying again. And then he just recounted three, two, one. And then off we went and he like pushed, like he pushed me jokingly, obviously, but he definitely like forced us off the edge encouraged us yeah um yeah that was super scary to the point that i remember screaming and then it taking my voice away like i remember a second of scream and then you don't hear anything it's silent because i just like it took my breath away it was fun it was super fun but i'm really scared of heights well you couldn't see them 
oh my gosh, it didn't matter falling like that. And like looking up at the top, we saw what we were like falling down into. That was scary. It was. But yes, very, very fun. Um, I'm very happy we ended up deciding to do that. And I remember you being like, that was so much better than bungee jumping because we then just swung. We swung and back swung. and forth for a while and the view was amazing. Yeah. The rush. Yes. We started going back up on the other side of the swing after that initial free fall. Yeah. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Would you do it again? I would do it again. Wow, you're so brave. <laughs> would you do it again? No, it was scary. You would do it again. Maybe. In Zambia, we had so many options to do crazy, cool activities. Do you remember another one? Uh, whitewater rafting. Yeah. There's crocodiles. Yes. So basically our tour guide. Caymans. No, it was crocodiles. Was it? So our tour guide basically told us to jump out or yeah, he tossed us out of the boat and we then were just floating in the water. And if you looked over to the side, there were crocodiles just sitting on the beach. So we basically slam with crocodiles. We did. We That's did. We did. Insane. It was cool. Yeah, very cool. It just was super crazy. I would definitely say a once in a lifetime experience because of course you can go whitewater rafting in other places, but it's just not the same. Falling into the water in the Zambezi was so nice because the water was just so warm and the rapids were a little more crazy than they would be just in, I don't know, Canmore or Banff. So that was a lot of fun. I would do that again before I did the gorge swing. Yeah, that's fair. It was, we did the full day. So it was, yeah, definitely a great excursion. And if you had to choose something else that was a highlight for you, and honestly, I think this probably was one of your favorite things. Um, I'm thinking of a specific activity that I know you've told people about in the past. What would you say? The rhino walk? Yeah, this rhino walk was incredible. Our tour guide was amazing. And he was so or passionate. Really sad facts. So sad. It was really heartbreaking. But it was cool. And we got to walk around and we were like 20 feet away from these massive rhinos. Mm -hmm. That was a highlight because that was just like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Um, and now with the rhinos being almost extinct, we truly are really lucky that we got to do that. That might have been cooler than the, like, more stereotypical safari we went. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I can remember the adrenaline rush I had when we were told to walk up and then crouch down in front of them to take a photo. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was cool. Another memorable moment for me would be when we spontaneously booked a flight to Cape Town from Johannesburg to just... Not be in Johannesburg. <laughs> exactly. Um, Johannesburg was a little scary. Sounded a little rough for us. Yeah, I hadn't done very much traveling other than Europe, which is a completely different place. So that was a little bit frightening for me. So off we went to Cape Town and Cape Town is incredible. It's a port city on the southwest coast of South Africa. We didn't have a ton of time here, but there were plenty of things to do. The things we didn't get the chance to do, but that I would absolutely recommend doing would be to check out Boulders Beach in False Bay. You'll be surrounded by African penguins, and it's the only place in the world that you can get that close to African penguins. Cape Town is known for their incredible beaches, but if you wanted to do more than just that, you could check out Cape Point. You could also do another safari, go on some wine tasting tours, maybe day trip to Robben Island, or book a champagne sunset cruise. There is so much to do there. And if you wanted a little bit more on the crazy side of things, uh, you could do a shark cage diving tour, which sounds insane, but it looks really, really cool. Or you could book a helicopter ride or go tandem paragliding. You're bound to find something great to do there. We also stayed in a hotel where we got to stay in a bed for the first time in a long time. I think we slept in for the first time in we a did. long time. Yeah, we closed the blinds. We fully slept in. And then, yeah, I remember doing the hop on, hop off bus tour, which was kind of fun. We went around the whole town. The views were amazing because you could see the mountains and the water. Mm -hmm. There was like tons of cute little stops. And they had like fun facts, like history stuff. Yeah, with the hop on hop off bus tours, you plug your headphones in and someone talks to you and tells you about 
Yeah, the entire town and city. I don't remember any of it, but I remember it was very interesting at the time. We went to Table Mountain. We went up there and we had wine. So that was when you'd still drink wine with me. That was cute. So cute. And yeah, we took photos. Super cute photos. <laughs> um, and there were so many people up there. Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was packed. Yeah. Gondola after gondola after gondola. Just so many people getting out. You also could hike it, but because we were on a little bit of a time limit, we just went up the gondola and it was great. Very cool. Oh my God. And you know what else I just thought of? What? <laughs> do you remember when we camped on the beach? Yeah, I do. That was a hot mess. <laughs> I'm aggressively winking at Janelle right now. Why? It's a pun. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But finish the story so everybody gets it. Okay, well, Sammy basically said, you can camp under these trees, or if you're feeling crazy, you can go out to the beach and set up on the beach. And we were the only tent that went and set up on the beach. Um, everyone else chose to be under the trees and in the shade. And sure enough, at 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning, we were up sweating because we had no shade. <laughs> Sun was beaming on us. Our tent was so, so, so hot. But so pretty. Oh, it was so pretty. I can't, I think we ended up toughing out the rest of the days that we were there still on the beach, but it did get really hot in the morning to the point that we were the first people up because it was so warm in our tent. Probably for the only time on that whole trip. Yeah. Do you remember the most adventurous food that we ate when we were in Africa? The goat leg. I think they wrapped it in, or they put a bunch of spices on it and then they wrapped it in banana leaves and I think they buried it under coals or around coals and then it cooked like all day. Yeah, that was probably the most adventurous thing that we ate that whole time we were there, hey? Except for when you were on cooking duty. Oh my god. Good one. <laughs> all right. So, this time, it'll probably be a lot harder because now we are talking five countries. But do you remember the souvenirs that we got from each of these countries? No. <laughs> well, you're going to have to guess. Think about it. We didn't bring home a kid, did we? No. Oh, good. I have no idea. A soccer ball? No, oh, babe. We were backpacking. We did not have room to bring home a soccer ball. Oh, we have a Malawi magnet. Mm-hmm. We have the Africa coin wood carving. Mm -hmm. The wood carving is super cute. It basically is the outline of Africa. And then they put every single coin on each of the countries we went to. Okay, think about it. Okay, so remember... I got two. That was pretty good. I don't know. Three probably, more. Probably three other magnets. No, not three other magnets. Can I call a friend? <laughs> Who are you going to call? You. <laughs> Remember? You're pulling at your shirt. Did we get a sweater? <laughs> Not a sweater, but we got a tank top through Sammy. And he made them with the map of everywhere we went to on the backs. And then the Africa tree on the front that said Africa. Oh, yay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Two more. I got nothing. Yes, you do. Okay. Um. So we are just talking about Cape Town. Do we get a cape? Do I have a cape? No. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so think about what we did in Cape Town. And we were at the top of the mountain. Oh, we have a little wine bottle? Yeah, so we took the wine craft. It was kind of like a food truck setup in the sense that we like walked through, placed our order, and they gave us a craft, and then... We just wandered around. Yeah, but I'm assuming then people just leave their crafts kind of behind whatever, wherever, and then someone goes and picks them up. But we just kept ours <laughs> and what was the fifth one fifth one is now i want you to think of one of your biggest highlights and we went and shopped for it in the little tiny market a rhino we got a little rhino statue from oh, that cute little market yeah a little wooden rhino no no sandstone <laughs> yeah it is not wood wow great job you honestly got two out of five which is better than i would have expected 
But soon enough, I am going to set up all of our cute little souvenirs. I just don't know how I want to do it yet. You let me know. Well, you'll see them. They'll be set up. Well, They'll I'm, be on display. I'm sure that will involve zero work by me. <laughs> um, You're just going to put them on the ground somewhere? <laughs> I know how to use a hammer and a nail. That's true. Uh-huh. Okay. But yes, if you don't mind helping, that would be so mm. fabulous. Okay. Okay, last question. What was one of the funniest memories you can remember from this trip? Um, Matt stealing a thousand beers from the booze cruise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he did that. He just came off with a backpack and handed me a beer. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And he's like, I got so many. <laughs> yeah, they were free to us. Like, I don't think we were necessarily supposed to take backpacks full of them. But we did get all-inclusive alcohol on that boat. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't brought up playing cards on the bus yet. Yeah, playing cards is one of my favorite things to do. We always were playing cards on that bus. Um, would you like to know one of my favorites? Yes. Okay, so one of my favorite memories from the trip was when we would play the game where I would lay in your lap, you would tap on my head and tell me to name however many things in whatever category. I can't remember. You might have been distracting me so that I didn't have to pee because I would obviously wait for a toilet. I could not pee in the wild. So those games were super funny. They were. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. You did surprisingly good at some of them. Thank you. Shockingly bad at others. I know. Some were hard. I'm not very good under pressure that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to try one of those games now? Sure. Okay. So Joe is going to tap on my head and then tell me to name however many things from whatever kind of category. If you've never had to think with someone tapping on your head before, let me just tell you right now that it is much harder than you would think. Name the big five. Easy. The lion, the leopard, the elephant, the rhino, and the buffalo. That was pretty good. Thank you very much. Would you like to try a more complicated one? Uh, Name five types of poem, Miss Sassy. (laughs) Um, A haiku, a sonnet. What's the rhymey one again? (laughs) The rhymy one? We're talking about poems. Okay. Um, a haiku, a sonnet. May I have a hint, please? No. <laughs> well, maybe next time. This doesn't make for great content. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else that you want to add before you go? I've got one. What is it? Seeing giraffes run... For the first time. They look ridiculous. (laughs) They're so cute. They're so tall. If you're far enough away, they look like they're running in slow motion. Slow motion. Because it takes so long for their legs to get to where their their next step. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute. It's super funny. Yeah, I loved the giraffes. Yeah. What a fabulous adventure that we had. Um, it's crazy because timing is everything. We now may never get the opportunity to go away for a whole month ever again. So I'm just really thankful that we were able to do that. Speaking of being thankful, I have the perfect segue. Um, What is something that you are grateful for today? You. Me? Yeah. Why me? I just really like you. (laughs) That does not sound sincere. I just really like you. Still, (laughs) Still not convinced. Still going to stick with you. You're great. You made us a delicious dinner tonight. You invite me on your podcast to share all our fun memories. You take such good care of me at home. You have a great (laughs) sense of humor. You feed the cat. (laughs) You made the cat feel so loved. She's nice now. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. She's a lot nicer than she used to be. Aww. And you work so hard. And you're so passionate about things. Like this podcast. Aw, cute. And you got us a new weight bar today. I did. And I wouldn't say us because I don't lift weights. But if I did... 
Um, yes, yes, I did. That's um, not why I'm grateful for you. That's just a nice thing you did today. Thanks for being such a good sport about this question. I just love practicing gratitude and I extra love listening to yours because you are a man of not very many words. True. Um, I'm super grateful for the opportunity that we had to actually go on this trip. Obviously, we can't go anywhere right now with COVID, but even then our time away together is usually limited. So I'm always grateful for every chance that we get to sneak away for, yeah, especially that long and just check off some incredible things off the bucket list. I'm also very thankful to your grandparents because they let us live with them and they charged us very cheap rent which allowed us, um, especially me, to explore so many amazing countries. So today I am just feeling grateful for them. Like how lucky are we? Very lucky. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me again this week to discuss Africa. I love you so much. And yeah, this will forever be one of my favorite trips. Me too. Love you too. Okay, it's time for a quick break. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Oak and Aspen Soapery? Oak and Aspen Soapery is a small local business that creates all-natural bath and body products. No artificial colors, fragrances, or preservatives. How great is that? Some products include bath bombs, body scrubs, and my absolute favorite, their signature shower steamers. And right now, they have the perfect little Mother's Day gift boxes. So go check them out. It's free local delivery to Sherwood Park, $5 to Edmonton, and these products can also be shipped anywhere across Canada. We should all feel great about what we're putting on our skin, and switching over to natural products has been the best decision I've made. All of Janelle Journal's listeners will receive 10% off with the promo code JJournals. I'll be adding the link into the podcast description so you can be sure to shop their products. Again, use code JJournals at checkout for 10% off. You'll be saving money and you'll be supporting local. Now back with Janelle Journals. Okay, so I am very excited to be joined by my next guest today. She's going to help me break down our incredible Africa trip, and there isn't a better person for the job because as you'll soon find out, she said yes to almost every single adventure that was presented to her. We obviously met on our Acacia tour, and we shared so many wonderful memories together. We instantly connected as she was the only other Canadian in our group. She was traveling solo shortly after her and her now husband of three and a half years got engaged. I remember just admiring that relationship so much, and it truly is part of what gave me the courage and inspiration to go off on my own. She's also done plenty of traveling and makes the best of all of her holiday time. Since Africa, she's become an accountant, she married the love of her life, she bought a home, and currently living in Ontario. During the pandemic, she's been spending most of her time knitting, playing the piano, and singing. She's a woman of many talents, this one. So please welcome to the pod, Chelsea Bidakoff. Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Yeah. No, it's been been a long time. It's been been a few years. I know. (laughs) Looking back through everything, I was like, holy crap, I cannot believe this was so long ago. I know. I know. It It doesn't feel as long ago as it sounds when you start going through it, you know? Yeah, it feels like just yesterday, like we were just, just there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a busy few years. Um, right before the trip last time, I had just gotten engaged. Yes. So, <laughs> so now married. That's an yeah, exciting amazing. part. I was going to mention that I remember meeting you and you would have then said, oh yeah, I just got engaged and whatever. And I remember being like, wow, how... <laughs> cool is it that you have a partner that is okay with you just traveling on your own, right? I think we bonded immediately over that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. I want this. Like, this is the kind of relationship I want. Like I want my partner to be able to be like, yeah, go Go do what you gotta do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I always have been like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, and you know, it was funny because we had gone on a trip together, Jeff and I, we did a motorcycle trip and that was two and a half months. And then we were back for about a month before I left again. So it was funny because it's not like 
it was an impromptu engagement. Neither of us had planned it. What? Do you want the yes, story? Yes, what on earth <laughs> do you mean by that? Okay, so here's the thing. I learned to ride the motorcycle so that we could go on this trip. And in the back of his mind, it was always, she's doing this for me. We did Utah first. It was very sandy. You know, it was tough. Some really rocky parts, some really sandy parts. And I had gotten, you know, a decent amount of practice doing some off-roading stuff. Then we got to Colorado and we were staying with people who also drove motorcycles. And so we were telling them the stuff that we had done in Utah. And Jeff was saying he really wanted to do this mountain pass. So I'm I'm sure you are aware of this, but for your listeners, mountain passes, you know, the roads go between the mountains and the mountain passes are tiny little dinky roads that go over the mountains. And typically you have to be in an off-road vehicle, a Jeep or something like that to go over them because they're not really roads. They're just trails more or less. Right. So in Colorado, there's this really nice mountain pass that's called engineer pass on one side and Cimarron pass on the other side. And it was one that he had researched. He really wanted to do. And so our initial plan is that I was going to drive on the highway from one side to the other, he was going to do the mountain pass and meet me on the other side. Then we were talking to this family and they're like, oh yeah, no, all the stuff that you did in Utah, you know, this is so easy compared to that. No problem. Like if you've done that, you should be able to do this. It will be fine. So we're like, okay, you know, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. First two kilometers is so hard when you go up that I kept dropping the bike. I was falling all over the place. Jeff and I had headsets so we could hear each other and I'd be unbalanced on the rocky path and whatever. And then I'd start to go, I'd lose my balance and then I'd fall. And then I'd start to go, I'd lose my balance and I'd fall. Uh. And the whole time Jeff just hears me struggling (laughs) in the background because he's he's way up ahead, right? So it it was not a good time, you know, it was so hard. At some point, he said, that's it. You know, we're turning around. Like, we're not doing this. Like, it was way too hard. And I said, no, I am going to make it up this fucking mountain. It is the last thing I do. (laughs) I was so determined at that point. And I think that is when it shifted in his brain that, oh, she's not just doing this for me. She's doing this because she actually wants to and wants to make it up the mountain. How long did that take you guys? I don't know. Took us about four hours to get to the top. It started raining. At some point, we were so high, it started snowing. Oh, God. And so at some point, we get above the clouds. You know, we get to the top. There's this little sign that says Engineering Pass. It's sunny and beautiful. And he just, he decided that was it. He's like, there's never going to be a better spot than here. So he had brass wire with him. So he oh dug it gosh. out of his bike. I remember this part <laughs> yeah. of the story. So he wrapped it around his finger. And then, you know, he came over to me because I was just standing. I was taking pictures, whatever. And I looked at him and he looked at me. I took my helmet off because I don't know, it just like looked like he wanted to kiss me or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, he's not a man of many words. He just said, this is it. You want to marry me? Got down on one knee and there it was. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so so cute. So we got engaged at the top of the mountain because he decided that was it. (laughs) Okay. I I now remember about the ring because I was like, I feel like you would have told me the story, especially because it was so like new. Yeah. Because he made it. He he had no no pre-plants. He didn't even wake up that morning knowing it was the day. (laughs) That's honestly insane. And I love that so much. Like that is so flipping cute. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, it was perfect. Quite honestly, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, so we got got to the other side, you know, because it was still we had to go down the other side. Then we stopped at a little campground, you know, called our parents. We're like, hey, we're engaged. Oh, (laughs) that's adorable. Yeah, but I remember everyone was like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, like you just got engaged and you're here without your fiance. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But no more because we'd be like, oh, like. Too bad he isn't here because, like, we just had such a good group. (laughs) It's so much fun. Okay, so I want to touch on how you brought your good camera with you. I feel like a lot of people would be scared to bring something so valuable with them. Yeah. Like, for me, I feel like I'd be scared to lose it or something. Were you ever worried about that? Uh, Honestly, no. I mean, I have a pretty good procedure with my camera it basically doubles as my purse yeah so yeah I, I have you know the good bag and all that good stuff well the reason I'm bringing it up is because you took some of my favorite photos of the wildlife oh thank you especially the lion I have I have a print of the lion in my bathroom <laughs> do you yes yeah. because like that picture you took is like it's yeah should be in a 
friggin' magazine because it's yeah. so good. No, it's, it was an amazing trip for photography, honestly. And oh. certain things, especially with the animals, I, I got a lot out of my zoom lens and things like that, which I hadn't really played around with before. So for me, it was fun too, because I got to play with some different lenses that I hadn't really previously used. So I actually... I was able to do a trip to Spain to do a couple extra courses for university. So, and photography was one of them. So oh, I'd only cool. really been, you know, trying to take better pictures for a couple of years. But this trip in particular was a really good trip to, you know, get to play around. Yeah, <laughs> like the perfect place. Yeah. And we all shared our photos, I think. Like oh, we all created yeah. a little album. And yeah, yeah, so some of the pictures you took are my favorites. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite picture from that trip? I do. Yeah. And it's actually the big biggest print in my house. It's downstairs in my living room. And it was um, when we were on the beach in Zanzibar yeah. and we were having a barbecue. Yeah. And I ran down to the sunset because the sun was like, oh, right I know which on. picture you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. The one. It was yes. just setting and I had two chances to get the perfect picture. One was just to make sure the settings were good. And the second picture I took is my favorite picture probably I've ever taken ever. <laughs> so, and it was just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, one. that one's a good one. Yeah. So I have a big panorama print of that in my living room. <laughs> oh, amazing. Honestly, like we don't have much artwork in our house right now, but I should just look through travel photos of like should, landscape yeah. and stuff because yeah, I'm sure I could find some really good ones. I, I think there's only one picture in my house, which isn't a canvas print of a photo that I took. Oh. So I'm pretty, you know, self-serving from my photo journey, but they're good pictures. So Oh my God. Yeah, they're so great. Okay. And I also thought it would be fun if uh, you and I broke down some of the things that we did in each country. So are you down for that? Yeah. My memory is like not super great. And yeah, I told you beforehand that my journal is kind of pathetic because I only yeah because <laughs> I only got to like day nine or something like that and I think it's because normally when I journal I would journal from place to place and right. because of our jeep and the roads not being finished like trying to write was just horrible well and one thing I remember distinctly is how much cards we played on the bus. yeah <laughs> which again you like it had an opportunity because we were always playing cards yes <laughs> Like seriously though, when I think of the bus, I remember playing games and eating chocolate. Yeah. And everyone in the morning having their mats down the middle, having like a group nap. Yeah. Using up the seats, <laughs> using up all the floors, but yeah. yeah, everybody sleeping in when we like had to leave super early. <laughs> that was kind of a bonus of having a smaller group too, it because was. if that bus would have been full, then we would not have had that chance. Well, everybody <laughs> had at least two seats to themselves. Yeah. And I remember in the very front of the bus, there was like an extra wide area so people would sleep there and then people would put mats all down the middle and sleep there too. And the back so row too. Just having a group nap. Yeah, the back row had at least two spaces. Yeah. yeah. So no, it was great because everyone had a place to like lay down and sleep, not just in your chair. Yeah. And then at some point people would start waking up. I think Matt was always the first one to be awake. I was usually, you know, second or third. <laughs> then we'd get over to the tables and we'd start playing cards the rest of the drive. <laughs> yeah, like as soon as there were enough people, yeah. I'd be like, okay, and and here we go. <laughs> exactly. It was routine, you know? <laughs> yeah, so good. Do you play cards generally? I, I do like playing cards. I wouldn't say I'm my friend group actually plays a lot of board games. I've always enjoyed playing cards probably more than the average Joe, but <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I so, definitely do enjoy it more than the regular yeah, person. Yeah. So finding people that wanted to play all the time was just perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's just like the perfect thing to get the time to pass because yeah. like, what else are you going to do? Not journal. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Okay, well, I'm stoked. Let's jump right in and we'll see what we can remember. All right, let's do it. Okay, so we kicked this trip off in Tanzania. We all started in Dar es Salaam and that's where we all met and met our tour guides. Sam was our tour guide and Julius was our bus driver. Both of them were so cute. And yeah, I kind of remember like our first meeting and it was like kind of awkward. And we were coming into an old group who had been traveling with Sam already. Yeah. And I remember them like not being overly impressed with us. <laughs> they didn't really love us that much. So it was kind of like a weird start. And then I don't know if it was that or what, but that just kind of bonded us all together yeah. to the point that there was definitely 
definitely a sense of the older group because I mean to be to be quite honest they had been traveling for I think three weeks together yeah and they only had another four days with our group when we did Tanzania so I get the fact that you know they weren't particularly interested in making new friends but it was almost like hostile yeah (laughs) it was weird and then I was traveling by myself I mean you and Joe were together and Matt and Nicole were together so there was some couples coming in as well and I was like oh no I'm not gonna have any friends this is gonna be terrible but no it was like immediately everybody who was coming in was so nice and I was like okay thank god thank goodness yeah no totally our group just became so solidified and honestly I just I've never been so close to a group ever when traveling than our group yeah and there was only eight of us it's not like it was a big group yeah everyone was awesome yeah so you'd think then with a small group you would get sick of the same people because like in a big group which I did Europe with a huge group I think there's almost 30 of us and you could always hang out with different people where with Africa we literally were always together and we were camping we were cooking together we were doing all of those things together again you're not going out to the town or anything like at night we're just hanging out together and telling stories and doing whatever right yeah yeah no it was uh it was very it could have been a bad situation but instead it was very very good everybody was just awesome so yeah I loved our group so much yeah I remember the very first the very first place we stayed it was like these thatched huts and yeah. I had like a mosquito net around my bed. I yes. don't know if you guys had a double room or yeah, something. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, I don't know. I know when we got to the Northern beaches, it was really nice. But the very, very first night it was like, oh, wow, here's my, here's my very cool little thatched hut. Awesome. Which you know? is so funny because I don't know what I expected. Like, I don't think I had actually any expectations. When we got there, I was like, oh, yes, of course, this makes sense. A little hut that you can see right through like if you're in the bathroom and then the mosquito net just hangs over the mattress that's on the floor (laughs) like I was like okay yeah this is pretty good when we went over to Zanzibar like I was like wow like this is beautiful (laughs) and it was just like we started off with like the most relaxing part of the whole trip (laughs) it's not typically how it's supposed to go but it was fine (laughs) eased us into it you know (laughs) it really did ease us into it yeah it honestly all worked out Zanzibar is the home of some gorgeous white sandy beaches with clear, deep blue water. The coral reefs and the rich marine diversity make it the perfect underwater destination for snorkeling and diving. You did that first excursion, right? Yeah, I mean, we went snorkeling a couple different times, but I think the very first thing um, was snorkeling. And it was really cool because it was the first time I'd ever been on the Indian Ocean. And so, yeah, you're just going out different types of fish, different things than you would see other places. And it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. And I honestly am so obsessed with the turtles. That was our next excursion. And it was one of my favorites. Yes. And I remember, so it was on a different island. And we we went over to the island and there were these land turtles. And they were huge. And I remember them telling us that they were the second largest turtles in the world behind the Galapagos turtles. So yeah, no, they were like crazy big. And I remember we got to feed them. They gave us these huge, huge leaves that we could feed them with. And they were just so gentle, but they were huge. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I remember kind of having a little adrenaline rush because they actually were so big. And I was like, whoa, I like always picture turtles just being like so tiny. Right. Well, and they're slow, you know, but they're just meandering around, you know, they're, they're just wandering wherever they feel. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And yeah, I remember jumping into that water with them and just looking, being like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. And you could feel them, you know, around your feet. And I think someone got bit. I don't remember who it was. Oh my someone gosh. got bit. You're so right. <laughs> who was that? I don't remember who it was. That's crazy. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that comes to mind when you're thinking about Zanzibar? Do you remember on the beach, two resorts over, there was a huge fire and the entire resort was on fire. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. That was and crazy. Okay, so I was freaking out because Joe was still sick and he was unable to leave the room and literally two doors down. Yeah. It was like, it was jumping too. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Joe is going to die in a fire. And I can't even run up because remember how many stairs it was yeah. to get back? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to make it up all those stairs to get him out on time. Yeah. Being like, oh my gosh, this is a huge fire. And all the locals are just like dumping water on yeah. it. And like, no big deal. We're like, and all of us are fire! just in panic mode. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, because yes. I think it was like the whole front area, which is where they have their restaurant, was like a sitting area, which yeah. backed onto the beach. And that whole top part of the restaurant just was lit up. Lit up. Place. And the whole thing just came tumbling down. And yeah, I remember the locals, there was like the, the umbrellas on the beach and yes. they were dumping water on them. Yeah, just, trying yeah, to make sure know. it doesn't catch and keep spreading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other thing too is it was like, plus 40 yeah like, it, was it was hot hot yeah I think typically typically we're so we went in November and December and I don't think that's typically the time that people tell you to go um but I don't I don't think we missed out on anything I mean it was no. particularly hot but if I look back I don't think that there was anything that we didn't get to do because of the time we went yeah you know? and almost all of our campgrounds had a pool so yes it was super hot yeah. but like we were totally able to cool off yeah. I actually really liked the time that we went. <laughs> well, and it wasn't busy because it's the low yeah, tourist exactly. time. So that mm-hmm. was nice. Who knows? It might not have been busy at a- other points in time too, but <laughs> it just really felt like it was always just us in the campgrounds. And like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I So I really liked that part of it. Me too. After Zanzibar, we ended up taking the ferry back to the mainland. And that was when we made our way to Makumi National Park. So yeah, if you're ever planning to take a trip to Tanzania, you must must stop at this national park. Uh, It was established in 1964 and it covers an area of 3,230 kilometers. Our tour guide during this safari was friggin' awesome and it was just a once in a lifetime experience. The safaris are even more incredible in person. Like it's hard to explain them, right? Yeah. Because like, well, obviously you have incredible photos, but (laughs) even then, oh, it's hard to explain exactly how you feel in that moment. Like when we found that lion and we were almost done our tour, we were kind of just like chilling in a spot. And then all of a sudden our driver takes off and he bolts. Like he flew. And yeah, I remember he came around a bush and it was the sun was behind him and his mane was oh. all lit up and it was just so perfect. And my pictures from that are amazing. Yeah. And then he walked across the road. Yeah. And it was just chilling, you know? He didn't care that we were there. He was maybe three feet from our truck you know it's like right mm-hmm. in front of the truck goes takes a little drink and then saunters off you know? yeah <laughs> insane had you ever been on a safari before that no came okay, that was either. the first one. Oh my gosh it was incredible yeah and it was like crazy that we almost didn't see the lion and that just freaking was the cherry on top like right Absolutely. before we were almost done just like flying over to go see him and I feel like our driver got us like the best spot. Like, I don't yeah. know how he managed that, but we just yeah, ended up being like a little in the hippo perfect- pool. And there was mm-hmm. some, a couple other vehicles on the other side, but where we were was the best spot for sure. And I just remember being like, is this real life? This is crazy. <laughs> And this is the thing is the time of the year is supposed to not be great for seeing wildlife because it's so hot and they come out, you know, later in the day. And it was exactly that. It was like the perfect time of the day. The sun was setting and the the line looked beautiful. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Still to this day, one of my friggin' favorite pictures. Me too. Well, and sometimes the problem with being, you know, behind the camera is you're not always in the moment. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it was it was one of those nice things where he was there long enough that you could still enjoy. It wasn't just totally. quick and gone. Like he, you know, yeah. he took his time. So it was perfect. Yeah, he did take his time and went in the grass and we couldn't see him as well. But that's when we could just enjoy the moment yeah. of him <laughs> laying down. You could hear him breathing and then going to sleep. Yeah. It was wild. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, no. And it was it was really cool. It was a smaller park. And I think what was nice about that is, one, there was not as many people. But two, they would be a little bit lenient on going off the main trails and things like that, which they don't do at the big parks because they just they can't. Right. Yeah, exactly. But this one, I remember he's like, oh, do you want to see a buffalo? And there was this huge herd of buffalo. And then he just drove off the road to basically go chase, chase them. them. So I have that in running. my notes. We went off roading and yeah, we, we literally were charging <laughs> buffalo. Yeah. What? The other thing I remember from that particular trip was the crocodile because there was a mating crocodile. Do you remember that? Yes. And he lifted up his head and he started yelling and it sounded legitimately like Jurassic Park, like a dinosaur (laughs) call. And and we're like, what is he doing? And yeah, he was he was sending out mating calls. And I remember the guy was telling us like that's not it's a specific time of the year, but it's not like a common thing for tourists to see. So we felt so I don't know. Yeah, like it was really really cool that we got to see that specific yeah totally 
I feel like it's easy to go on and on about how incredible the safaris were. It is truly something you'll just have to experience for yourself because the words and the pictures just don't do it justice. Of course, this was not our only safari, so you will definitely be hearing more in the upcoming episodes. Something else that I should mention when it comes to Tanzania is Mount Kilimanjaro. Obviously, we didn't get the chance to visit this legendary mountain, but if you have the time, I definitely would try and stop here. It has three volcanic cones and is the highest mountain in Africa. It's actually the highest single freestanding mountain in the world. So when planning to visit here, I would definitely add Kilimanjaro National Park to your list of stops. Let's play a little game of, I don't know what I want to call it, but maybe just random questions with Chelsea Bidakoff. If you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go? Bulgaria. Oh my gosh, not what I would have expected. <laughs> Jeff's family um, is from okay, Bulgaria well, and we had to cancel a trip in September. So uh, it's part of our trip with Italy. Okay, I was like, wow, I'll, I'll write that. Yeah, that's random. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the same. The first place I'll be going is the trip that I canceled in yeah. April because of COVID. <laughs> what is one thing that you have not yet crossed off your bucket list? Ooh... I want to say skydiving, but I'm not sure that I'll ever cross that on my bucket list. <laughs> That's also on my bucket list. I haven't crossed it out. I'm scared of heights, but like yeah. I want to do it, but I yeah, haven't It's yet. like I, I, I go back and forth on that one. You know, I would, yeah. I, I, it's going to stay on the bucket list. I just don't know if I'll ever successfully cross it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally fair. Okay. Um, if you had to name top three favorite countries that you've ever traveled to, which countries would they be? I'm going to go with Tanzania because I just feel like that was where we got to experience a very widespread of things. So if I have to pick one from this trip, I'm going to say Tanzania. I'm going to put Spain in there because that's where I went for my photography class. And it's the country I've spent the most time in. Okay, I So that. I just know Spain really well. So I'm going to say that. Yep. Oof. Oh, this is hard. I know. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Turkey for my last one. Turkey. Okay. I haven't been to Turkey. Tell me why I should go to Turkey. Turkey. So, I mean, you know, this is another one where timing was a big deal on my side because when I went to Turkey, it was right before a lot of unrest started happening. And so I actually went there when it wasn't very busy. Um, so it was very, I don't know, we were very appreciated. I went with my mom, actually. So we were very appreciated being tourists there because it was, I don't know, not a great time to go. So I'm not, I'm not sure that I would necessarily recommend it now, but at uh, some point, yeah. um, it, was, it was really, really cool because they have such diverse geography, which for me was a really cool thing. My mom and I did a hot air balloon ride when we were in Cappadocia, which is where they have all the fairy chimneys, um, where they used to have people who lived in the cave system and things like that. They have beaches, they have mountains. It's just, it was a really, really cool place. Um, the culture is just so different to what we would have here. You know, very religious. Istanbul was a beautiful city and had lots of amazing mosques and architecture. So hybrid of having interesting culture, um, beautiful architecture, and just beautiful country in general. So Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I've heard great things about it. But yeah, especially before things got crazy. Yeah. Timing was on our side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That is also how I feel about the rhinos. I don't know how the hell we chose or why we chose to go to Africa like that time. I don't know why there wasn't a specific thing. Yeah. It's like not that it was on our list. We just were like, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah. But like, oh my gosh, our timing. It was perfect. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to mind when I say the word travel? Experiences. Love that. Um, if you had one piece of travel advice, what would it be? Traveling tip of the day. Always pack what you need in your carry-on. <laughs> it's so true. Like yeah. losing a bag or something, you want to have your and stuff. And I'd say my, my second would just be split up your cash. If you're going to carry cash, make sure you have it split up in multiple locations, but not in your checked bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> So yeah. have some on you, have some in your carry-on. If you can split it up, then that's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like so funny. Joe's like, oh, I'm going to be giving all my socks to the guys in Malawi. And I was like, oh my God, babe, we have money in one of those. <laughs> 
make sure to take that out. I was like, that's like a big chunk of our cash. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. So yes, that's a good one. Split it yeah, up. Yeah, well, don't don't flash your money, right? You know, only yeah. have a little bit and then keep everything else split up and separate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and hidden. Especially if you are traveling with cash. I feel like depending on where you're going, you can kind of get away without bringing a ton of cash. I know that was like a thing where you should always bring cash with you. But like, I feel like the last few trips I've been on, it's been really easy to use an ATM and fees weren't crazy. But yeah, before, especially a couple years ago, you had to bring cash. I can't even imagine trying to find an ATM where we were staying. (laughs) No, not existent. No, No. absolutely not. Yeah. So if you're bringing cash, separate places, find some good little hiding spots. Yeah. Uh, Which celebrity would you want to be with if you were stranded on a desert island? Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Does it count? Yes. Yes. That's perfect. (laughs) Pre-COVID in a regular world, how often were you traveling every year? Um, I would say one big trip a year and usually at least something else, not necessarily a big trip, but... But like um, you guys would do bike trips. Yeah. So we would do motorcycle trips, but yeah, one, one big trip per year with, you know, at least two, three weeks vacation and then sneaking in something else small here where I can. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And do you collect any souvenirs while you're traveling? Yes. Christmas ornaments. One from every country. I remember that actually. Yeah. It was a big deal. I had to find them. Yes. Yes. So I went to visit Nicole in the Isle of Man and that she remembered that I loved Christmas ornaments and she had this little Isle of Man uh, wooden Christmas ornament that she got for me and their Cute. their symbol is the three legs that yes. kind of kick around and it's yeah it's like this beautiful little wooden Christmas ornament with the three legs in the middle and it looks like a star Cute. and yeah so for me I bring out my Christmas ornaments every year right and so it's kind of like as you put them up you remember all of your memories and I mean they don't take up space around the house just in general have you gotten one from every single country you've been to I would say I would say 90% maybe some of some of them that I went to when I was little um that I went with my family or things like that no yeah but But as an adult ever since I've started journeying as a adult yes oh my gosh amazing I can't I can't be more than one per country or else it'll just get crazy (laughs) yeah it'll be too much um how many countries have you been to 39 oh Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, so good. It would have been 41 if I didn't cancel my trip in September. <laughs> oh, oh, heartbreaking. Okay. okay. That is all I have for you today. We filled the hour with some of our favorite memories from Africa. You got to meet Chelsea, who will be helping me break down every single country. And you heard all about Tanzania. Join us next week for part two of Africa, where we will dive into a couple more of the amazing countries we got to visit. And of course, I'll be joined by another very special guest. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Janelle Journals. If you liked what you heard, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring all things travel and real life shit. See you next week. Bye.